everyone. Welcome to episode seven of Heathen Weirdos podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the intersection of heathenry and witchcraft, how to mesh the two practices, how much the two can be mixed, and how we personally mix the two. And we've got our first guest. So let's introduce everyone we've got with us today. Hi, I'm Kenna. My pronouns are she, her. Hi, I'm Sif. My pronouns are also she, her. Hi, I'm Theo. My pronouns are they, them. I'm Jay. My pronouns are she, her. And our guest for today is... Nike! I use they, them. Yay! So there's always discussion in heathen spaces about witchcraft, and they come up here and there. And then it's the question of, can you mix the two? Are you allowed to? How do you guys do it? And what is actual heathen witchcraft if there's such a thing? So we're just going to kind of have a discussion about that today. So first question is, are all heathens witches? Very simple answer to that is no. <laughs> most, most heathens don't identify with witchcraft. I'd say most heathen, heathens don't even, besides like maybe some like rune magic, that's it. I don't know that a lot of heathens who do bind rune work would even consider it magical necessarily the heathens i've ever known in real life and in the online spaces if they're heathens first and not already considering themselves witches they don't really say that they do any magic they just say it's part of their religious practice yeah that makes sense and then along those lines are all heathen witches vulva no 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 so very specific practice God, God, I wish, I wish that it was as easy as just being a heathen witch to call yourself a vulva because fuck, that's a badass title, but it's not, and it makes me sad. Same thing, like, not all heathen witches practice Sather, either. Right? Pause for a sip to interject about Sather. Right. (laughs) Well, that's a future episode. (laughs) However, it is totally valid to mix your magical practice and your heathen practice And it's also valid to keep them separate. Oftentimes when heathens come into heathenry from a magical practice, such as myself, such as I think everybody uh, with us today. Right. (laughs) Sif Sif is a token, not a witch. Right. I think all of us who do identify as witches came into heathenry already having a magical practice. So often you'll see then that we kind of try and figure out how we can mix the two. But the opposite, when you come into witchcraft after being a heathen, a lot of times they'll, at first at least, try to keep them separated. I'm too much of a hot mess to keep the practices separate. (laughs) Same. Like, (laughs) hard to relate. I think it's super interesting that heathens are more inclined to try to keep them separate because I came from, like, Greek practice, and I didn't really see a lot of separation between greek practice and magical practice like witchcraft and at least in the circles i was in they often were just completely intertwined and there wasn't anybody that i had seen trying to actively find a way to keep them separate it was sort of a given that yeah of course you can mix them together and that was it there was no questions behind it right i think some of that is because heathenry has all of six sources and not a lot of them mention witchcraft because of how intensely they were christianized like i know that uh in comedics hecka they're Folk witchcraft basically is inherently connected to the religion. 
I'm not so sure on Hellenism, but I took a couple classes in college, and I, I know that it was a piece of that puzzle. And I just don't think that heathenry has that puzzle piece explicitly created. Well, with Hellenism, you just see the gods doing magic themselves. Uh, a lot of witches end up working with Hecate, who is a Greek goddess. Like, there, there's just a lot of that magical mixing already built into the framework of the gods themselves. Which is interesting because we also do have that in heathenry, technically. I mean, you look at Freya and Odin doing magic, and Loki and whoever else. Like, magic is part of the myths, so it's always confused me personally, as somebody who came into heathenry second and did witchcraft first, why there seemed to be pushback to either keep them separate or not do them at all, because magic is also built into heathenry in a certain sense. There might not be a formal framework for how it's supposed to work, but magic does exist within the myths, so why would you want to keep them separated? I kind of wonder, now that I'm really thinking about it, look at me prepping on the fly, if it has something to do with the the portrayed masculinity of heathenry. Heathenry is very much the, like, hoorah man religion, and I kind of <laughs> wonder if the, the anti-witch—not anti-witchcraft, because they're not anti-witch— they're just not magically magically inclined themselves, and I don't know if it's, like, a subtle sexism thing. I think it certainly could be. Yeah, which isn't to say that every heathen that doesn't practice witchcraft is inherently sexist. The overarching theme could be informed by that, though. I mean, yeah, I was going to say, we live in a society that has a systematic misogyny built into it, so among other systematic issues. That could definitely be a thing, even if people aren't aware of it, like... I don't think it's a conscious choice. It might no. be a byproduct of Rosatrue or something. <laughs> Damn it, Nike. Yeah. <laughs> we do live in a society, <laughs> that's accurate. And that's the thing, too, like, you'll see it a lot of times in online spaces, as soon as someone starts talking about, is there something like Norse magic? You get people jumping on them like no they're not there's different you know it's different and i'm like i think especially in the modern day there's a big sexism issue surrounding witchcraft both from the outside and from within um so from the outside i think it does have something to do with it being a very brosatru type religion and the the masculine the masculinization of you know, sort of the views of it as an entire practice. So it's like women do magic and it's that link with Wicca and all those problems that, you know, calling people fluffy bunny when in reality they're just femme people. Um, but even within witchcraft itself, we still see this huge sexism problem. And you'd think with witchcraft being majority are uh, women and AFAB and femme presenting practitioners, you would think that it would be less sexist. But in reality, we still see a lot of it. Our friend Temp did, uh, and it, well, my friend Temp, I don't know how many of you guys know her very well, but it's she did an experiment. Yeah, she, she did an experiment with a friend of hers in the community where she was like, I think that we see a lot of sexism and I want to prove it. So she got together with a male colleague and they they consciously like made the same posts and um, wanted to see the, the reaction. So it's essentially the same post in their own words. So it's phrased slightly differently, but enough that the core message is the same. And what happened was Temp got a lot of hate. She got a lot of uh, DMs telling her what a bad person she was and like people telling her that she's terrible and wrong and stupid and dumb. And his reactions that he got were much less hostile. He got much less hate. And when he did get people disagreeing with him, it was less, you are stupid and dumb and bad, and more, 
you know, I disagree with you, but I see where you're coming from and I respect your opinion. And so she published an article about the results where it was very clear that we still have a huge sexism problem surrounding witchcraft from within and from without. So I think the desire to keep them separate may have a little bit of an internal bias coming from the community that we're not completely aware of all the time. No, absolutely. It's it's something that we're conditioned to do like in our culture and like even if you don't want to do it like you have to unlearn that and it's quite the process so like having to do constant deep dives and like change things up every now and then you know also how many times have you heard the phrase social justice warrior used in a negative light which is definitely in my opinion designed to keep people from changing those things and adjusting those behaviors within themselves and trying to help others with it. Like, oh, they're just loud and mean and they hate men. I got that a lot when men would be super sexist towards me. I would get called a social justice warrior for years and years and years just for saying I'm equal to you. Like, clearly, clearly I am equal to you. But they I I speak up and I'm a social justice warrior. And it's like, I'm equal to you or you can't treat me this way. Yeah. Yeah, you're an SJW, or you're getting defensive, or you're just an angry woman, and then everyone's favorite. Are you on your period? No! <laughs> you're just dumb. Even if I am, that's not important. Right. And unfortunately, unfortunately, we do see that in heathenry, like we said, that, like, I almost kind of want to do something similar to what Temp did in a heathen space. Have somebody ask a question have an AFAB person answer it and then have one of the AMAB people answer it very similarly and chances are they're gonna go and uh, you know kind of brush off what an AFAB person's gonna say as soon as an AMAB person goes oh okay great that's awesome thank you so much and it's like oh, what that's exactly uh- what I just said I've definitely seen this. Like, even as a creator, you know, we get to connect with other creators and many creators in the heathen space are going to be uh, AMAB or men or masculine presenting in some form. And even with myself being a little bit more on the masculine side compared to other AFAB people, I've had these conversations where, you know, me and a male colleague in the space will be talking in a group somewhere and I get sort of talked over and not listened to. But the second that a man agrees with the point that I was saying, suddenly it's, oh, good point to the man well yeah i know it's a good point because i just said it i'm gonna caveat us again because if you choose to keep magic out of your heathenry or choose to keep your magical practice separate from your heathenry none of us are trying to say that you're sexist for doing that we're talking about the overarching theme here you're free to do whatever you want i love it i value it i respect it it's, it's totally normal to keep the two separate. I mean, even with the Greek stuff that is more common to have the magic in there, I'm sure there are people that do just the religious part or, you know, versus including the, the magic. It's not bad to do that way. It's more of the arguments of you can't or there's no way or they're meant to be separate. Those are the arguments that I think have more of the, the basis there. If you just feel that you want them to be separate or you only want to do the religious part, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, totally. Live your life. Well, and we're also not saying that, like, someone's out there like i can't do magic because i hate women or something like that we're not saying that at all (laughs) like some inherent like okay you don't have to do magic if you don't want to do magic okay baseline but um, if you want to do magic and you're like oh but i don't know if i can do that 
you should maybe evaluate why you feel that way. Like, is it just intimidating to you or you just feel like, oh, that's what women do or like, and I'm not saying you're going to come to that answer immediately. Like you might have to do a lot of reflection, especially because like, if you're someone who would actually do that kind of like self-evaluation and like, you're actually trying to unlearn a lot of these systemic issues, like, you're not going to want to find that answer necessarily, or like, if that makes sense. You'll no, absolutely. Yeah, it's like you'll want to find it, but it's like that can't be it. I've done so much work. I think a lot of this also comes down to the critical reading part too, like the the misinterpretation of well, only the gods do it, therefore I cannot. I think there's there's a lot more, and if you want to create a magical practice, you're going to need so much of that critical reading skills. Like it, it just requires a lot more, as he- heathenry will research. Yeah. Uh, you know, I kind of wonder also, because a lot of heathenry is, well, a lot of heathen practitioners and people are very recon, which is great. I love when they do research because then I don't have to go by the book. I just have to listen to what you learned in the book. I love it. I love recons. We don't yeah. have a lot of sources on heathen magic. So inherently, they cannot recon it. And I kind of wonder if that's a reason to avoid it, which is valid because we don't have sources. That's fine. Live your life. I just wonder if that's a contributing factor. I definitely think that because again, it's going back. I was going to say this is think about how many times when we're in the community and we're in spaces and we always get people going, can I do this? Can I mix my magic and my heathen practice? And you automatically get some recons going, you have to keep them separate. There is no source for it. There's no proof of any magic other than, you know, the five places that Freya has talked about. And I'm like, like, I do what I want. Exactly. Exactly. Like story. I do what I want. Yeah. And I I think that's also a spot where like eclectics are valid. (laughs) Let's make that very clear. Recons are valid. Like kind of said, we love our recons. We love Sif. She is our, uh, she's our token recon. But (laughs) I feel, but I feel like a lot of times eclectics will get that kind of like side eye from recons. And I think that's part of where the issues with people feeling like they have to keep yeah. their heathen practice and their witchcraft separate I mean, too. And if you want to do that, great. But if like you're doing that because you're worried about what other people will say or you're just like, I want to be a recon, but also this isn't really recon, but I still want to do it. It's okay to change your mind. Like, you don't have yeah. to be a, re- like a full-fledged recon. Like, you can also be both. But I don't think you do can be. Way. I don't think you can be full-fledged recon. This is, like, as a person who highly values the reconstructionist mindset, and I think that it has extreme value, and I try to be as reconstructionist as I can, we cannot do all of it. We're missing so much information. And so some of it's going to have to be UPG and some of it's going to have to be doing your own thing and being eclectic and pulling from other practices that might have influenced or been similar. So trying to stay pure, pure, pure recon and say, therefore, you cannot do things feels like you're limiting yourself because to a degree, a lot of this just inherently cannot be purely reconstructionist. So I think that we need to be open to experimenting more with less recon and more eclecticism after we reach a certain point. I think the basis as much as you can should be reconstructionist if that's the way you want to go. But by saying you can't do it because we don't have text for it, it doesn't mean it didn't exist. It just means we don't have the text for it. But there's plenty of other religions that mixed in with them and had contact with them and places where you can see more of that. 
there are ways that you can see the influences, but after a certain point, you kind of have to step away from what pure, pure, pure source tells you and go with actual practice. Sif, since we're here, do you know, I know we didn't ask you to because we can't plan ahead for, for anything. Do you have off the top of your head a couple places in lore in your mind where witchcraft is mentioned? I know you have where Seder is mentioned, but like along those lines, just for our resident recons. I do have a long list of all the Sather mentions. Uh, there is a, a kind of a, a lack of distinction between what Sather is and what, if it is just shorthand for Norse magic. I mean, the academically speaking, and I think most heathens would agree that Sather is Norse magic. And of course you have mentions of like Gulda and that sort of thing, but there is very much a lack of distinction between that and Sather and what, it, what constitutes Norse magic in general. We also have a lot of different names for magical practitioners. We have Sade Women, Sade Kona, Sparkona, and a oh, few God, others, yeah. and Volva. Yeah, Cirrus, and just kind of, there's very kind of like a vagueness to it all in the lore. For the most part, people see Sather in the lore as involving a high seat or some sort of warding rite. Um, and then you also have kind of like the Gulda, which is the spoken chant sort of thing. And whether the high seat Sather ritual is the entirety of Sather, and if we can kind of then use that to kind of demarcate other places in the law that involve different types of magic, or it's a whole thing. And yeah, whether you consider, say, like the Nithing Pole as Norse magic, is it, is it Norse magic? Is it not Sather? How do you distinguish that? Because we have things like in, I want to say, maybe Laxdala saga, where you have a curse being done, and whether you consider that just Norse magic or whether it would come under the umbrella of Sather, and there's a whole discussion around that, and it really right. depends on who you talk to. <laughs> yeah, because we literally have no distinction between what like folk magic would have looked like at that point, or exactly. what Sather yeah, looks like, which typically looks more like trance magic, uh, like journeying practices. But yeah. we also have no idea if that's just like the tip of the iceberg. And Volva and Sade Women also did folk magic stuff. Like, we just don't have it. The whole thing of how would you define, I know that we have like trolldom, but it's more specifically what would what would be defined as folk magic in the sagas rather than is that distinct to Sather? Is that distinct from Gulda? Or are they all just under one big umbrella? There is a massive question mark over, especially like recon spaces, just strictly on the law about what comes under which umbrella if they're separate whatever it's a whole thing <laughs> yeah, and then the problem we get into with trolldom is the problem we have everywhere else same problem we have with icelandic magical staves honestly trolldom is a thing that came about after christianization so you only really get hints of the old polytheism in there so, like, I have a book on Trolldom, and it shows a bunch, it lists out a bunch of troll spells, and troll chants, and troll poems, and things, and one of them will be, like, praise Jesus, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, sign of the cross, whatever, and then the next one's, like, walk down an alley for six days until you meet Freya at a crossroads. I'm like, really? This, this is all one time period, guys? Sure? That harkens back to the... When it comes to trying to find any sort of reference of magic or anything in the in the lore we have to remember everything was christianized you know i mean snorri once again damn you <laughs> snorri <laughs> like they very easily could have wiped out any mention of what they would consider 
witchcraft. Oh, and you know they would have because witchcraft and magic in the lore is very connected to Odin being ergy and not masculine. Yes. Lord knows exactly. that the Christians would have come in and go, <laughs> delete. <laughs> to scrub that out. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Those things, like the Icelandic Black Books and the Grimoires, we do see that mixing, though. So, it, I mean, some of it kind of depends, and you have to look at other ways that folk magic was kept alive and, and polytheist pagan roots were kept alive through Christianization. And I think that's where the pure recon thing doesn't always work, and you have to go with looking at other sources from other locations because you have to see how it was kept alive in other places and where we can actually see traceable roots to get an idea of what we have. But there there are, you know, Icelandic black books that you see in the same spell. I call on Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit and Thor and Tyr. Like, they didn't exactly completely get rid of it, so there is still a certain amount of pagan roots to be gathered from that, which also gets into the, the anti-Christian sentiments we see in a lot of the community, but that's a different topic. Yeah. I'd like to call Icelandic and, like, Scandinavian black art book spells and things reverse Mad Libs, because you yes. can just cross out like the Jesus parts and work backwards a little bit and figure out who they were talking about. And it's really kind of fun. Feels very much if I just mention Jesus, it's totally not pagan, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. Jesus bringer yeah, of it's... lightning. Who could that be about? I don't know. Clearly it's about Jesus. Definitely. A quick note, when we talk about folk magic and folk practice you know, practices and such. We are not talking about folkism or folkist or volkish. Folk traditions and folk magic is very valid. And like we've been talking about, they were just what they would do in, you know, the villages. Uh, how would they treat certain ailments, treat certain injuries, uh, try to divine who their perfect partner is, or will their crops grow this season? So keep that in mind. Because I know a lot, Dang. again, people who don't, may not have a magical practice, they're going to hear folk tradition, folk magic, and automatically that dog whistle red flag comes into their heads. Same point to be made for, uh, like Nike mentioned, the Scandinavian black art books, the uh, Swedish black art grimoires, the Icelandic black books. Those are not a reference to black magic as we in the States think of it and know it to be a racist issue. Black art books were very specifically books in black binding hidden away to keep them from being found out. It's called black art because it dealt specifically with the devil because it was post-Christianization and everything craft was devil worship, which is its own issue. But the point is, it's not inherently black art books are not black magic. And those racist connotations are different because these are from different parts of the world at a very different time. Um, I would also say for the folkism versus folk magic thing, I might put it as folk magic being the practice of the people, folkism being, as folkists would call it, a practice of the blood. So people versus trying to go with the, the blood roots and heritage or whatever. It's just of the people who were there in that village, regardless of their background. It's just the common people reaching out for something to, to you know, control parts of their lives. Love those words. Those are great words. You should write them down somewhere. Why? What is happening? She is obsessed with being on my lap right now, but she wants to be a little goblin. So she cannot be on my lap because she just wants to chew on my hands. Oh. Why does she want to chew on my hands? You would have to ask her. 
sodium. That's salt. It's good. <laughs> I have now written it down for you. Beautiful. Yeah. The problem with trolldom is that as a practice, it didn't exist until like the 17th under that name. And people are like 87% sure that the troll cross is just like a protective symbol that a specific family used. And they found it on a building and they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, this is the symbol of the whole thing. And it's all called trolldom. I like troll Which is really frustrating. But like, sure. I love the troll cross. The troll cross is fantastic. I want to go summon trolls. It'll be yeah, great. Please. Oh, or for anyone who's a giant fucking nerd like me, trolls are not like the classic under the bridge charge you a riddle to get across. Trolls in Scandinavian folklore at this point were end of the not quite Christianization of land whites. Okay. You had your house troll, you had your tompte, you had the t- uh, the, the trolls, the Nisse, the Tomte of the land, of the house, they're, they're land whites. They're Vetter. They just call them trolls. And you, uh, as with mo- most folk magic, you work with the uh, energy, question mark. I hate saying energy because it makes me a new ager, but that's exactly what it is. Of the, of the home you live in and the tools that you have around you. Hmm. So in terms of actually doing witchcraft mixing with heathenry for those of us who are witches how would you say that you incorporate it um so i'd say like when a lot of people are doing spells where they would call on a deity deity whatever um i would just do that with my norse cats i mean i was gonna say i just incorporate them like into my praxis when appropriate yeah, that's a lot of how I do mine. Um, sorry. Hello? <laughs> I have objections. We, we have neighbors. <laughs> how fucking dare. How oh. dare they? That's how I started with mixing my practice. Was I had already been working with Freya for so many years. And then just bringing in Ed and bringing in Hell and bringing in the Valkyries was just an extension of that. But then I started looking at things like Sather, things like runes, you know, using runes for divination, but then going, you know, I can use the runes like I use tarot cards in my magic. So bringing that aspect in, and it's that slow kind of like, huh, okay, so this can add into that. and. So a lot of it is, yes, reading the lore and reading into that and then going ahead and saying, well, I can mix that into here and mix that into this. I mean, when it comes down to it, we could consider using the runes as divination as, you know, an adjacent to magical practice. I use the runes in a a kind of different way. I use them more in the sense of doing sigils. So a lot of what I incorporate into spell work often includes sigils in some form. Um, There's planetary magic stuff that I do with the intelligence and the spirit and their sigils themselves and the symbols for the planets, like the planetary gifts and all that kind of stuff. Glyphs, not gifts. Planetary glyphs. (laughs) Anyway, uh, (laughs) 
I'm just, I'm chronically online. Don't worry about me. Uh, so when I make sigils, sometimes I'll incorporate a specific rune that I want to bring that energy into. Because for me, like the runes have their own stuff that you can do with divination and all that, of course. But you can also bring these things into the sigil work itself when you're crafting up a symbol to use for things. I don't see why you wouldn't be able to use runes and incorporate them in. Not quite in the way you would do a bind rune, because those can also have their own practices that are slightly separate and different from sigil work, but, you know, similar enough. Or you can use a bind rune within a sigil, or use a bind rune as a sigil for whatever working. Like, I do a lot of that, plus your typical calling in the gods and you know, going with their epithets and using the runes like you would use tarot in spell work and things like that. Right, that's almost exactly how I transitioned from... Uh, from through witchcraft into heathenry because like suffering so the runes were naturally the first thing i clung to given that we have like all of three sources for them it's fine i'm fine but a lot of my magic is rune rune based which is so so fun because it's it's not historical at all i just bullshit it but it's often incorporating bind runes and runes into sigil work uh I do it with glamour all the time. Runes in uh, foundation or oil or skincare products. Uh, dude, I dedicated my entire skincare and makeup routine to Freya as like a first incorporation of magic and faith, which is great. Love that. I'm getting a little more into the uh, into the rocks. Love a rock. Mostly Onyx, because a bitch needs all the help she can get. Those bad vibes. Yeah, that's mostly it. I literally just do sigils and light them on fire. Or bind runes and light them on fire. I've done that. I actually do that a lot. It's one of my favorites, especially protective ones, because you burn them and then you spread the ashes outside the window or whatever. Works great. Fire is definitely, uh, fire is essential to a heathen's practice. Not really, but it just seems like it. That's why the first thing we said in one of our Heathen Basics episodes was learn your fire safety. Yes. Going back to it, please learn fire safety. Um. You'll learn about fire safety. Oh, I have a question. And it might not be relevant, but you know how we discussed in the Valkyrie episode about the, I think it was the Valkyrie episode, about iron being not really a thing in heathenry against like anti-magic but it being a thing elsewhere is there anything in heathenry or in witchcraft where you might have to like reconcile those differences or if there's anything that where you know something in witchcraft in the general sphere uh says something and then in heathenry you feel like it may challenge that i know that's very vague but go with that question what you will because the iron thing is the in most wicca picked it up which makes it very prevalent the idea that iron is some somehow some way anti-spiritual the other one that got me a lot early on is the wheel of the year because heathen holidays that we have record of don't match that super well like they do a little bit but not not a lot yeah that's that's definitely because again like we said wicca has really thrown itself into it being like the very first thing if you type in witchcraft into google just that you're going to get a ton of wicca sources first and so you are going to get that wheel of the year wicca is valid it's just not what i'm looking for (laughs) exactly so that's why we get a lot of people coming in and going 
well, what Norse holiday is like this that's on the wheel of the year? And we're like, mm, nothing Literally really? Literally, like, I don't know. Just offer something to Freya. Call it good. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I wish we had proper holidays. We do, kind of, but they're just a bit, like, picking from, like, the venerable bead. And <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> we do have the, uh, we have a fairly good record of the Anglo-Saxon calendar, which is helpful. But the months don't mm. match, but there is cake month. Yeah. If any of you need a reason <laughs> to be an Anglo-Saxon heathen and or just adopt eclecticism for the vibes, cake month. Just <laughs> the Anglo-Saxon calendar pros and cons list. Cons. The months are kind of weird. Yep. Not too accurate. Pros. Cake month. <laughs> yep. sold. I'm good. <laughs> Was there anything you've seen? That would be like that, Nike, where it's something that you would have to reconcile in your head. Not really, but I'm also somebody who is very open to, I'll just mix and match as I need to. So it's not really so much of a, I need to reconcile this as much as it's, yeah, I don't really care if this matches. It's fine. <laughs> Eclecticism for the wind. Yeah, yes. seriously. Hmm, that was really, that was fun research. I don't care. Right. Yeah. Considering I do most of my like spell work and stuff with cast iron, mm-hmm. yeah, that's yeah. that's about that should explain about how I feel about it too. Just like meh, meh, whatever. Sith, since you're the resident not a witch, is there anything that you do that you think is like close enough to witchcraft, though you don't identify as a witch, as far as I know? <laughs> um, I guess it would be me messing around with Sather. That's true. Um, in terms of, there's a whole discussion there about whether if you are pra- a practicing Sather, would you, would that be moving so much into witchcraft or, I don't know, it's, it's one of those weird fuzziness things about heathenry is whether you see it as its own little sphere and then everything under it that potentially would, like, you know, using the runes and maybe as divination or as sort of a making glyphs um, or Sather as sort of more witchcraft or whether it's in its own little bubble and it's doing its own thing. Yeah, like a subset. Um, I guess, yeah, I don't know. I would say me playing around with historical Sather is probably the closest I'm going to get. Um, just because, I guess, runes as well, sort of. But I use it more as a... No, actually, I do use those for a bit of divination. I don't know. Maybe I should just consider myself like a heathen witch. You know? <laughs> Welcome yeah, to this episode. Way of thinking that. Yeah, it's just Welcome like, to mm. the episode where we bully Sif into identifying as a witch. Excellent. <laughs> I mean, but that's part of the that's part of the the thing we encounter a lot of times. Heathens are doing things that anybody outside of heathenry would look at and go, "Hey, that's witch shit." And the heathens are going, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, okay, why? And they're like, be- because I don't want it to be. Fuck, wait, no, is it? Heathenry. <laughs> That's how we get them. <laughs> Join us. <laughs> Quick. <laughs> and that begs the question, too, like, is divination witchcraft? Because then there's a lot. Because then there are a lot more heathens that are doing some sort of witchcraft magical practice. Mm-hmm. I think then... we also have the problem of, I'm going to switch us to a witchcraft perspective. I think that, like, 
how baby witches come into the spaces and go, is it safe for me to do deity work? Heathens are the opposite. They're straight up all in on the gods. But the question tends to be, is it safe to start doing magic? Is it safe to use the runes in magic? Is it safe to do any of that? So we end up with these two really weird ends of the spectrum where some people are afraid to talk to Thor and some people are afraid to use letters. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was good. <sighs> I'm trying to figure out how to word this. It's not happening well because I am a goldfish. But um, like, because there's a lot of things that like, like a lot of practices like, you know, Peeling the apple and throwing the skin over your shoulder to get the first letter of the name of the person you'll marry, which I can't remember what practice that's from. But like a lot of things like that, that like a lot of people used to do and they never really considered it magic. Like, I feel like trying to draw a hard line on what is magic and what isn't is a more modern thing. It ties yeah. in with the folk practices. So much of what we now call folk practice was just, like, how people did. Exactly. So, I mean, but that's that's the thing, though, is, like, it... Okay, so I recently had to explain to a friend because, like, they were like, I really want to do witchcraft. And I was like, do you need book racks? Like, what's going on? Like, like I've wanted to do it for years, and I'm like, so why haven't you? Like, I just want to know. And they were like, well, because I don't like deities. Like, I don't, I have trouble grasping the concept. And, like, I don't know how that works for me. And I don't really feel like I should do that. And I'm like, so don't use deities. Don't work with them. And they looked at me and they were like, what do you mean? <laughs> and I was like, then just don't <laughs> work with a deity? I don't know. I don't feel I can be more clear. That's the problem. And they were like, yeah, nope, that's the problem. People come to us and we're like, well, don't do the thing you don't want to do. And they're like, wait, wait, wait. Easy. Like, there, there is a larger issue in the witchcraft sphere generally. I don't know so much about the heathen sphere, but um, when you get into the magical side of things where it's almost like there's an obligation to tell everybody what you're doing and ask for permission. And in reality, as long as you're not hurting anybody, I don't know why you feel the need to get permission to not work with the gods or to use the runes or whatever. Why do you feel the need? And this is like a, a ask yourself kind of question. Why do you feel the need to ask people, is this okay? I think it's a little bit of suitcase Jesus needed to ask the priest, like, is it okay for me to do this or that and getting permission from Sky Daddy? Heathenry doesn't really work that way. Witchcraft doesn't really work that way. If you want to use the runes or not use the runes, if you want to work with the gods or not work with the gods, like if you want to do something your own way, why seek out and is this okay type of question to get answered for you? When in reality, if you don't want to do it, why would you do it then? Mm -hmm. Agent man. I definitely see that in heathenry. Hmm. There's a lot yes. of, is this right? You're also Can allowed to have right. a completely different <laughs> experience than everyone else. Exactly. Yeah, you get that a lot. Like, I don't know. Does this work for anybody else? And it's like, it, it doesn't have to. It, it doesn't have to for work you. for everybody else. Exactly. And we do get that. Is this beginner friendly? That's a giant question we got even in the heathen space. 
which I really coming into the heathen space, I did not realize that that would be a thing. I'm I'm so used to it in witchcraft spaces, you know, is this beginner friendly? Is this specific deity? Can I do tarot? Can I do any form of divination? I'm a beginner. And like, are there certain things that you should have more of a background in some basic practices before you really jump into them? Yeah, like there's a few. Probably shouldn't just like broadcast, like, can any being that's willing to work with me come here and we'll work together probably shouldn't just do that yeah (laughs) don't do that get some you know get some words up and stuff but then i've seen recently too i've gotten in i've seen yeah a couple of times people asking in heathen spaces is it okay if i do xyz which we would consider more of a witchcraft practice you know or do i have to especially with the warding question do i have to have all these protections up before i make my first offering to the gods you don't have to do anything if you want to go like if you want to work with demons and you want to work with whoever without protections up no one says you have to People just really strongly recommend it in certain (laughs) sections. You know, if you're going to work with demons, perhaps protections, you know, like whatever. But you don't have to. It's going to depend a lot also on your personal beliefs. If you're not a person who subscribes to the belief that there are spirits around you at all times, you probably don't, you know, because it's not your jam. That's cool. You can, you can have that. People recommend it. It's, it's trying to help you. I promise. The witchcraft police are going to break down your door and arrest <laughs> you right now because you didn't put up protections when trying to speak to Odin. Oh, yeah. It's fine. Um, I would like to pop in and add that um, if you choose to work with beings without protections, we are not responsible for anything that happens. True. Just like, listen, you don't have to wear a seat. Well, you do Nike. by law. But like... <laughs> Don't make it worse. If you're riding a bike, if you're riding a bike, you don't have to wear a helmet, but if you fall off your bike and hit your head, a helmet probably would have helped. Uh, Yeah. And that's exactly it. It's, you know, it's safety advice. Like, and that goes with any spiritual practice, even not just witchcraft, not just heathenry. Like, don't, it's like going into the world. You're not going to sit there, walk out into the street. And say, any random person who wants to come and take me home or something. No, no, no. You can. (laughs) You shouldn't. But you could. Oh, yeah. I'm not responsible for you if you do. Yeah, You don't need permission to make a mistake. You'll just make the mistake and it will. (laughs) We'll all know it. On mistakes, this is a thing that I always forget. It's fine to fuck. If you're new to heathenry, That's new true. to witchcraft, it is necessary that you fuck up. It's I still fuck up. Fuck up and enjoy it. Do you yes. want me to tell you about a fuck up I did recently? Yes, like, I've been practicing for years. I still made this mistake. So I had somebody in my life years ago that I was like, I don't particularly want you around. So I made um, what Jay might be familiar with, my tripwire spell. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it goes... Stay away from me or else like there's a a trigger hex built in. And after a couple of years, I was like, you know, I I think I'm over it. I think they're not going to come near me anymore. I think I'm pretty safe. And so I got rid of the spell. 
and then they immediately came back into my life and i was like god damn it it was working they were gone why did i of course they've been out of my life i had this thing active why did i remove it now they're here again i done fucked up why did i do this to myself i know better of course i know better too my fuck up i suffer Are all heathen witches? No. Are all heathen witches vulva or sade women? No. It's valid to mix your practices. It's also valid to not mix your practices. Be wary of deconstructing sexism in your practice because it's important. Critical reading skills are good. Folk is not the same as folkism. Folk magic isn't folkism. Folk traditions aren't folkism. Goldom exists. Okay, yeah. No, that's the whole list. It exists. If you do or do not choose to go into your local park and summon trolls, do it. I mean, the pigs, I want to see them. Yes. I want to fuck her up. Please. Damn it, my words. They're gone. Fine. Whatever. Um, Or, you know, if you like the phrasing troll better for land white or whatever, why? Tell us in the comments. Let's just reclaim the word troll. Let's take it away from the internet trolls and give it back to the to the whites. I am going to clarify one thing and I'm going to do it here because I'm thinking about it. If you are hearing me say the word whites and imagining it, imagining it being spelled W-H-I-T-E, that's incorrect. Whites is spelled W-I-G-H-T and it is the, the Englishification of an old, old English word for land spirits. I've had people say, is that a racist thing? The land whites? No. It's not. It just sounds unfortunate. And I'm sorry about it. <laughs> it's it's so unfortunate. Well, it's so unplanned because it existed yeah, before. Also, <laughs> it's just... Damn it. Uh, also, it's just because um, a lot of baby heathens and like even like newer or to medium level eh, heathens don't know what the whites are. There's so yeah. many words for him. White, Vetter, Trolls, Nisse, Tomte, Spirit. Yeah, there's a lot. They're all the same thing. I have no questions. Everything was covered. What about you, Nike? <laughs> I, I totally just forgot the question. My brain blanked. The question was, do you have any questions? <laughs> do you have anything to say? No, I don't. <laughs> I'm very cool and smart. Correct. Yes, you definitely are. Everybody clap for do- Nike. <laughs> my my last words are do what you want don't ask for permission if you're not hurting anybody you're falling into the white supremacist bullshit <gasps> why why ask and remember keep heathenry weird oh shit hold on nike nike tell everybody where to find you because we didn't do that because we're bad hosts yeah yes i'm nike you can find me at warrior witch nike basically everywhere i'm very cool as you have seen <laughs> yes <laughs> We definitely want to thank you for hanging out with us. Thanks um, for having me on. This is fun. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, don't forget, we have a Discord server now. So that link will be in the discussion, in the description. Come join us for kind of fun. Uh, so don't forget. <laughs> don't forget to leave the connection between the like, subscribe, and the bell button. This way you guys can know exactly when we drop a new episode and you can laugh at how crazy we can be. Leave us a comment about what uh, you do to weave witchcraft into your practice if you do, or if you don't, tell us why. I don't know. Comment. Leave yeah. a comment about which host is your favorite and fight in the comments. 
(laughs) (laughs) So, once again, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. And remember, keep heathenry weird. Yay, we did it.